Hello, and welcome back to Speaking Startup, Missouri Business Alert's podcast covering the news and issues important to Missouri entrepreneurs. I'm Naomi Kling. And I'm Max Hogan. On this week's show, we'll begin by taking a look at the latest headlines in startup news. Then we will dive into Fashion Week. We'll talk with designer Annette Sunshine about how Kansas City Fashion Week plays a part in her career as an entrepreneur. After that, we'll catch up with Lindsay Sider from Girls Who Game, a Columbia organization encouraging girls to get involved in the growing esports industry. And finally, we will give you our digits, the numbers that matter in Missouri startup news. All right, Naomi, let's speak startup. I want to get into really quickly the biggest news this week. Coronavirus. That's exactly right. It's been pretty crazy the last few days. Classes have been canceled at University of Missouri, but I don't know about you, but for me, a lot of, you know, student teams, like for class assignments, things like that are still meeting because they still have to get their work done. So I was at Starbucks yesterday and there was a big team that since they couldn't meet in class, they were just meeting at Starbucks to do their work. Uh, so I think people are still working. People are still trying to get their stuff done, but it just very different yeah i think everyone's kind of approaching it a a little bit differently and having their own kind of ways and to go about this so Mm -hmm. i guess we'll see how it goes i know i think i've heard some people saying like well classes are canceled if we go remote i'm just gonna go home and take school from home right right what else am i gonna do well throughout the nation really i mean you also have to think spring breaks are right around the corner for a lot of these colleges or they're on spring break now so they got to take that into uh, effect as well. Mm-hmm. I will not be going home. Seattle. Because, You're talking yeah, about Seattle? <laughs> I'm talking about Seattle. Uh, they're completely shut down. I mean, church is canceled. Theater's canceled. Mall's a ghost town. A lot of schools are closing. A lot of people are working. Microsoft asked its employees to work from home. Well, I'm glad you said businesses like Microsoft because I know that businesses around the around the globe really have been feeling the, the impacts. That actually leads us, Max, into our first headline. Knock, a tech startup with offices in Kansas City, reports the spread of coronavirus has added uncertainty to its plans to hire 200 employees this year. The company has an app to recruit, train, and guide neighborhood representatives also known as knockers, for door-to-door sales and political canvassing. But amid concerns with the virus, Knock has issued a new no-contact marketing channel, allowing brands to still reach people who are quarantined at home. Our next headline is going to stray away from this coronavirus news. Missouri-based startup Destiny has qualified for a new fintech accelerator in New York City. Destiny is an app that creates customized debt repayment plans for users. The company currently manages more than $25 million in user debt. Forbes released its annual list of the 500 best startup employers in the nation, and five Missouri startups made the list. Capacity, an artificial intelligence startup in St. Louis, ranked 22nd, leading all Missouri startups. Fishtech Group, an IT security company based in Kansas City, was the next Missouri company on the list at number 277. Other Missouri companies on the list were Launch Code from St. Louis, Backlot Cars from Kansas City, and Equipment Share from Columbia. Bar K is expanding to St. Louis. The Kansas City-based company opened its first dog park slash bar in Kansas City in 2018, and Bar K recently announced it will debut a second location in St. Louis sometime next winter. The company also has plans for a location in Oklahoma City, set to open later this year or in early 2021. Now we turn our attention to entrepreneurs in the fashion industry. 
While you may have heard about major fashion weeks in places like New York, Paris, and Milan, we are talking about Missouri's own Kansas City Fashion Week. It was supposed to take place later this month, but coronavirus has changed that. So you've heard about the Kansas City mayor's decision to cancel all events with more than 1,000 attendees for 21 days, huh, Naomi? I have. Kansas City Fashion Week organizers said their event falls in that category. So all designs that were supposed to be presented will be instead presented in the fall 2020 Fashion Week, and all tickets will be refunded. So the main question I have is, how is this affecting entrepreneurs? Well, these designers are entrepreneurs. Before the cancellation, I spoke with Annette Sunshine, one of the designers meant to show her designs at Fashion Week. We discussed her experience as an entrepreneur in the fashion industry and what Fashion Week's cancellation means for her. Thank you, Annette Sunshine, for joining us on Speaking Startup today. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Can you talk to me a bit about the process of starting your own business and being an entrepreneur in the fashion industry? Well, doing it in the fashion industry, I, it was just something by happenstance. Um, I actually did human resources for a number of years, and I got laid off. And but I have always loved to sew. I have been sewing since I was 10 years old, so sewing for about 50 years. Um, and I made all of my da- dresses for dances when I was in high school. Um, I even made my own clothes, you know, when my kids were born and when they were little and, and, you know, I would do things like that. And then when my girls were in high school, I made all of their dance dresses. So when I got laid off, I decided to try to turn something that I truly loved into a business. And I did the uh, Kaufman Foundation, the entrepreneurial program, and um, that's how I kind of got started and started out uh, just doing work for different people. Then I was always word of mouth. I never really advertised. My designs are based for the everyday woman. Um, I, for, and when I say everyday woman, I mean everyday woman of any size, any age, um, any race. I don't target certain demographics. I try to design for all women. So it's just, it kind of evolved. It really just kind of something that, from a passion, something that I really enjoy doing that I have a passion about because I love textiles and sewing and creating, and it just evolved into a business. And would you say with your business where it is now, is that where you dream to be, or do you have bigger plans? You know, it's still evolving. Um, Right now, being able to do everything that I'm doing is great, and I'm always busy. Again, I don't advertise. Um, The thing that I use is social media for to promote the shows that I do, because not only do I do Fashion Week, I do a couple of other fashion shows. Local Runway is another one that I like to do. And um, so I I try to get involved with that kind of thing as much as I can. So it's it's just seeing where this goes. I'm just trying to see where this is going to go. It's it's a hard business to break into. It really is. It's hard getting your name out there, and it's it's hard to break in. You mentioned that you've been able to at least create this business mostly by word of mouth and not by advertising. Do you think that the fashion industry in Kansas City really caters to you being able to do that? There are so many good designers here, and there's so much talent. It would, it's a shame that more people don't know about it. And getting having Fashion Week and having these other shows, it definitely gets the word out there about our, our local designers. So if it is canceled, what do you think 
what impact do you think that would have on your business? Um, I don't know that it's going to have, I mean, it'll have some impact, obviously, because I have people that want to see what I'm doing, and they've been looking forward to what I'm going to show. Um, yeah, I think it'll have some impact, but right now, I, I think as far as what's going on, it's going to be very low on the totem pole of people, what's in there, what's going on with them. And that's fine. I mean, you know, the biggest and the most important thing is that everybody stays stay healthy. Uh, but I, I do think it'll have some impact, but I, it's hard to say what kind of impact it's going to have. It really is. It's a big event. You have um, so much going on uh, here in the city. I mean, obviously the Big 12 tournament was just canceled. Um, so it, that's that's what's scary is a lot of things that are happening. And these are big events for Kansas City. So we'll just have to – right now it's just a wait and see. It's just a wait and see. What would you say are like the barriers or the things that help entrepreneurs within the fashion industry? Well, I mean, Kansas City, as I said, Kansas City used to be big in the fashion industry many, many years ago. Um, but there's always going to be barriers. There's always going to be a money thing. Uh, people that uh, want some things that are custom, they some people don't want to pay for that. You know, it's it's hard as a, as a maker as a creator. To you know, your your time is valuable. What you do is valuable, and a lot of that people see it as homemade, and that's one of the hard things for I think an entrepreneur in the Kansas City in the Kansas City area. Um, it's 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 just the nature of of the Midwest, I think. But you know, we're not New York, we're not LA. Um, it's it's just a little harder here to get that out there. It's it's hard. It, it, I'm a, I'm gonna be honest, it's hard. Uh, so, yeah, life gets in the way. A lot of things get in the way. Money, lack of funds, all of that gets in the way. But, you know, don't give up. Keep keep plugging away. If it's something you're passionate about and you're wanting to do, um, you know, you should be able to get to do that. But uh, try to find people. My family has been tremendous in helping me go further. I have a good support system, and uh, they they would do anything to help make sure that I succeed. But, it, it, but as I said, it's just not giving up. And honestly, that, I think that's the hardest part because it would be it's easy to do, especially if you're frustrated and you're not having the doors open for you. Um, you, you try to get into certain things. Of, I mean, it took me a long time to get into Fashion Week. It took a long time to get to do this. And, it, and, and part of it is your own fear. Um, we are our own worst enemies when it comes to that. Oh, gosh, what if I fail? Yeah, sometimes you have to fail to succeed. And you just have to keep trying. Just, just don't give up. Thank you, Annette, for speaking with us. Okay, Naomi, time to move on to video games. Lindsay Sider is the coordinator of a Columbia organization called Girls Who Game. I see. So we're talking about the esports industry. Yes, you got it. According to Deloitte, investments in esports hit the $4.5 billion mark in 2018, which was more than nine times as much as the year before. That's a lot of money, and that's a huge increase in money, too. It is a lot of money, and Cider is coordinating Girls Who Game to prepare women for the industry. 
Our reporter, Ming Connors, caught up with her to discuss how her program teaches women how to design games and compete in them. So I'm here with Lindsay Zeider, camp coordinator of Girls Who Game. Thank you for taking the time to talk to me. Yeah, my pleasure. How is Girls Who Game preparing women as players in this fairly new industry? I think our strength lies both within our community, uh, between the faculty and staff who support them and show them that, yes, this is something you can do, um, and then also between the support that they give each other. These communities, these online gaming communities are very toxic, and I think if you venture into those communities on your own, you might not stick it out, you know, because who would really want to subject themselves to some of the, uh, I guess, abuse and discrimination that that some gamers, not even just as women, people are just in general mean to each other online. But that's something that is a lot easier to overcome when you have a good support base and when you have friends that are in there with you and in the thick of it with you. So having a strong community helps out with that a lot. And on top of that, the girls get to come here and they work with our coaches and our team. With live streaming platforms like Twitch and Mixer being key for gamers to essentially make money, is girls who game working with these platforms? If so, how? Not yet. And I would say the only reason is just lack of time. We, we struggle every year when, when we sit down and plan out our schedule for the camp. We, we just don't have time to do all the things that we really want to do with them. I think we could easily stretch our camp out to a month, quite honestly. There is enough to introduce them to and to get them involved with. Uh, we could do a camp just entirely on streaming, and there would be plenty of content and plenty of things to learn. So, yeah, I think that is just that's our big limitation right now. Through previous camps and events, Girls Who Game have been involved with game design, video game journalism, creating story for games, and obviously gaming itself. How is Girls With Gaming preparing women for the business side of esports? Girls Who Game addresses the business aspect of things through the speakers that we have. The first year of the camp, we had Sarah Hill, uh, who is one of the chief founders and storytellers of um, Helium and Story Up. They do a lot of uh, VR and AR experiences for um, well-being, for therapy, stress management, that sort of thing. And so she actually Skyped into us from China during the camp and talked to us about what goes into creating all those experiences. But one of the strongest messages that came out of her presentation was not only that, yes, you need a passion for gaming, um, and a passion for game design, but also a business education will help you get very far with this. Um, I think a lot of people who are interested in getting into the industry, but focus all of their education entirely on the design side of things, you know, maybe miss out on potential um, uh, a, a strength, I guess, by, by neglecting the business side of things. So um, we had her as a speaker. We had Molly Barnes, who I think had her own, um, what was it called? Fangirl the Magazine is what it was. She had an online website that was like just for everything nerd culture. Uh, and actually, she was in France at the time of our camp, and so she Skyped into us from France, which was amazing. And her message was the same. You know, she was, I believe, a journalism major and wanted to get her own paper newsletter website off the ground. And it was the business side of things where there was a bit of a struggle because nobody on the team had that sort of background. 
We also had Sean uh, and, and Becca from Space Shark Studios, and they came and they talked about their own design company and the VR games that they're putting together. And again, it was the same story, like, yes, game design, have a passion for that, but also you need to be just aware of general basic business concepts in order to uh, really market yourself well to other industries or to be able to you know, stand up and, and start your own project or your own company. What are some big milestones they've seen since the organization's founding? Continued growth is a big milestone for us. We, we don't want to stop you know, recruiting new girls and, and uh, it's, just, it's so exciting to see, you know, right now the industry itself maybe consists of 25% women to 75% men. But when you look at the statistics for who the gamers actually are, it's a 50-50 split. And with the way that gaming is starting to become more mainstream, more a part of our daily culture, you know, much like we don't call people moviegoers, right? They just People just go to the movies. It's just a thing everybody does. I think we're going to get to a point where we don't call people gamers anymore, unless they're actually doing it professionally. I think just your everyday person, gaming is just going to be a part of everybody's life, something everybody does when they get together to have a good time, you know, a, another good date night idea, another good um, family fun night activity. And so because of how it is becoming integrated into our daily lives, it is so critical for women to be a part of that. And I want to see those numbers tip, you know, on the developer side, the people who are actually creating this content that we're all consuming needs to be balanced. And while there's a lot of big initiatives out there, you know, companies who are intentionally recruiting women, companies who are providing scholarships to women, there also has to be a grassroots community-based push for this to make sure that this actually sticks, um, you know, that, that we can actually make the cultural shift into, you know, a more gender equitable environment. And so with that in mind, I just want to make sure that we can continue to send the message to all the girl gamers in the area that we are here and we want you to come out and game with us and we will continue to support gamers of all ability levels, you know, those who have never played the games that we play all the time before at all, you know, come to us and we will we'll work through the tutorials, we'll show you how to play. Um, girls who have been with us for a while, we're gonna keep making sure that you uh, keep upping your game, you know, keep improving your skills, learning new skills, and, and just keep making progress. Lindsay, thank you again for uh, taking the time to speak with me. it's time for us to give you our digits, the numbers that matter in Missouri startup news. My digit this week is 9 million. I know where you're going with this, Max. That sounds like the result of a funding round. How do you know that? That's right. It's a lucky guess. The Kansas City-based cloud security startup Disrupt Ops announced it has raised $9 million in a Series A funding round from Drive Capital and Rally Ventures. The startup helps organizations manage security threats to the cloud and is hoping to use the funding to accelerate product development to meet market demands as more and more companies use the cloud to store private and supposedly secure information. My digit this week is 
Max, what's one-third of 175? One-third of 175. It looks like it's just over uh, 50. Just 50, over 50? Okay. Over 50 people. That's how many of its 175-year-round employees South by Southwest laid off on Monday. The Austin, Texas-based music, film, and tech conference was supposed to start on March 13th, but was canceled because of a concern for attendees' health with coronavirus. Startups and entrepreneurs from across the country, including Missouri, lost out on money already spent for travel and hotels. The chief executive of the conference told the Wall Street Journal the cancellation could cost the organization tens of millions of dollars. Organizers will know within a few weeks if it is possible for them to reschedule to later this year. If not, they're doing their best to raise enough money to keep the festival going for 2021. Well, that's the digits, and that seems like just about a wrap. But before we get out of here, we need a closing thought. I've got one from Annette Sunshine, the designer we spoke with earlier. Especially in the fashion world, it is important to let your own style shine through. Here's her advice for standing out. Be true to who you are. Trust your instinct, trust your gut, but kind of be true to who, who you are and enjoy what you're doing because that will come through what you're designing and what, what you're putting out there. And that's all for this week. This has been Speaking Startup from Missouri Business Alert. This episode was produced, edited, and hosted by Naomi Kling and me, Max Hogan. Our theme music was produced by Elliot Bowman. We'll speak to you next time.